Today is October 17th. It's Saturday, 2020. Early elections start on Monday, uh, October 19th in Florida. Um, it's 5.04 a.m. And this is going to be short because I'm going to go to bed after this. But I was talking to my supervisor, the wonderful, I can't even be sarcastic, that asshole. And something kind of clicked with me, you know, that uh, I'm more like Emma from The Promised Neverland than I thought I was. And, you know, when it comes to the story itself, it seems, you know, kind of inconsequential because it doesn't really happen in real life. But as much as I uh, think of myself as a Norman or a Ray, I'm very much so like Emma. And it comforts me knowing that I allow myself to be happy and I allow myself to have hope and to look forward to things, you know. After speaking with my supervisor with such an uncomfortable conversation, which wasn't really a conversation, um, it was more like two people talking at each other, um, but mostly because he seemed to be twisting whatever I was saying into something ugly that didn't relate to me at all. And he kept saying that we're the same. And I don't trust people who say that we're the same. But um, there's a lot of things that are not the same about us, right? But something... In that moment where um, we're really not the same is that I allow myself to feel and I allow myself to live and I allow myself to laugh and I allow myself to love myself. Um, he told me that I would never be happy. And it's funny because this week I was like, oh man, you know how people say that, like people who post on social media about how happy they are aren't really happy. But I had actually been in a particularly good mood this week. And I was just like, I'm just so happy. Like, I'm really feeling it. And I was just, like, looking forward to everything and feeling like everything's going to be okay. And it made me so happy thinking about it. And he just tells me, oh, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied. You're just going to be miserable for the rest of your life. If you keep this up, if you don't give it up now. And I was just like, I told him, I was like, I feel like you're projecting because that's not me, you know? One of my philosophies of life, you could say, is that I make sure I make myself laugh. <sighs> At least once a day. If I don't make myself laugh, then I make sure that I laugh 
once a day, but it's usually me. <laughs> I'm usually making dumbass jokes to myself, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but I make sure um, I laugh once a day, at least. And of course, I laugh way more than that. But it's just like, you know, just so that I don't fall into despair. And I let myself feel my emotions. I let myself feel anger. I let myself feel sadness. I let myself feel happiness, too. I don't just say, oh, you know, I'm sad, I'm going to feel it. But when I'm happy, I actually take time and I take a few minutes just to feel, you know? I have this thing where um, I feel emotions so intensely sometimes. I'm always crying. I made a point about this a while back, but um, I think in another podcast. But I always cry. Like, I'm such a crier. When I'm happy, I'm crying. When I'm sad, I'm crying. When I'm angry, I'm crying. When I'm just, like, tired, I start crying. (laughs) But, um, you know, I just feel so much. And when I'm happy, I relish in it, you know? Like, oh, man. Yeah, I let myself feel sad, and I let myself process the emotions and stuff like that. But I do the same thing when I'm happy. I relish in it, even, you know? I, like, roll in it and shit. Like, oh, yeah, buddy, let me get that good old serotonin. Um... But it feels, sometimes I get so happy, like I can just feel it in every part of my body, like uh, my toes, like your toe, like I'll um, scrunch my toes up and I'm like, I'll make, like, man, when Haikyuu came back, I was so freaking happy, man. And I was like balling up my fist and and scrunching my toes and, and my stomach was doing backflips, but in a good way, I guess. And I could just feel it in every part of my body, you know? And it was just so amazing. And, you know, I let myself feel, and I let myself do that, and I let myself love myself, you know? Um, And it's just, you know, love, start, you know, loving every part of me. The body dysmorphia or dysphoria really do, you know, sometimes come out the world and like, what's up? Um, other than that, like, I just, you know, I let myself live. And he says, oh, you're almost 21. And I said, actually, I am 21. Because, you know, I kind of made an analogy about meeting people who are like me and with the similar experiences like me. Basically, I want to meet more gays and binary, non-binary people because it's so lonely, you know? And he's like, oh, you're never going to find it. I made a, an analogy that a cishet could, like him could understand and said, uh, you know, I'm looking for somebody with a red shirt. And I'm not going to tell you what this red shirt thing means um, because... You literally can't understand my experience. And he's like, well, how do you know I don't understand? And I'm like, this bitch will literally use saying my name instead of my dead name as a point of, like, oh, yeah, I call you Jordan. And I'm just like, because that's my name. And he said my name today after I told him not to say it. And I said, I told you don't say that name. And he's like, okay. And he says my dead name again. And... um I'm like, for someone like that, you would never understand the trans experience, you know? So get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here with that. 
um, you know, I know you're a cisgender heterosexual man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he's just like, ah, uh, you don't know that you'll find someone with a red shirt and you'll say the, uh, the color of the red is off. And I said, no, because I find someone with a blue shirt. And um, that's, you know, that's what I use for gay. Um, I was like, I found someone with a blue shirt. And our shirts are a little different, you know, because he, from what I interpreted our interaction as being, he was a cisgender gay male, and I'm a non-binary lesbian. And our shades of blue are similar, but they're not the same for a few things. They're a couple shades off, right? But they could still be considered blue. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, the, the person, you know, I don't need, not, like, I would like to have a lot of non-binary friends and gay friends and friends a part of the LGBTQ plus community, but the thing is, I don't, you know, I don't want to say I need it, just knowing that he is out there, he lives in my city, and he exists, and he... You know, he's with his boyfriend, and he's doing things, and it just makes me happy to know that he exists. I told him, I said, your existence makes me so happy, you know? Um, I don't think my supervisor would ever understand that. And I said, it's okay that you don't understand. You know, I'm not asking you to understand. I'm just telling you why I won't explain to you, because you can't understand you won't understand and you'll never understand unless you you know fall into this and find out later what you are but you'll never understand my experience and that's okay i'll never understand what it's like to transition between gender well between binary genders (laughs) and that's okay Um, I'm not going to be included in every space, right? I'm not going to be included in every group. And I can meet them where they're at and understand that I don't, and that I don't understand. And that's okay. And I can just do what I can to support those people in the ways that I can. And that's why I'm not, um... That's just kind of like where I'm at, where it's like it's okay to not always know, you know? But he insists on him knowing who I am as a person. He's like, these people you're looking for don't exist. I didn't tell him I'm non-binary, so (laughs) of course non-binary people do exist. Um, They exist everywhere. I just have to find them. And I said, they do exist, you know, because he doesn't know what I'm talking about, right? He thinks I'm talking about something philosophical or some, he says I'm a creator and he's a co-creator and he's has a hand in my creation or something. I was like, what the fuck? But um, I was just like, no, I'm not a creator. I'm just a person and I'm a person looking for other people like me and that's okay. Um, I'm not going to say, oh, I wish he finds something to make him happy. I honestly don't give a shit. (laughs) 
I don't care if he finds something that makes him happy. Um, you can say I'm a terrible person for that. And I don't give a shit about your opinion either. It's not my obligation to go around and make men feel oh, like, you know, confident in themselves. It's not my job. It's not my obligation. And uh, quite honestly, I don't give a shit sometimes, you know. Uh, this man came at me sideways, assuming a lot of things. It's funny because he said that I speak in extremes and absolutes when, if anything, I am a black, non-binary lesbian. <laughs> um, I'm part of quite a few minorities here. <laughs> and um, for him to say I speak in absolutes and I say all people, when he was literally saying everybody, all, you know, he says that nobody gives a shit about anybody. And I said, that's quite a nihilistic viewpoint of that. I don't think anybody, everybody thinks like that. And he said, look at you speaking in absolutes. And I was just like, you're kind of projecting here. And um, I know that's not the proper uh, term for it. But projecting, unfortunately, has taken a more colloquial meaning. And that's, you know, I'm using it as that. But um, I was just like, no. Uh, you're wrong. He's like, when you get bored of people, you throw them away. And I was like, I got bored of my abusive household. Is that what you're saying? And I said, who am I to throw people away? We're all people. We're all on the same playing field. I can't throw people away. Um, and I said, that's kind of fucked up, you know, because it sounds like he just throws people away. But, um, yeah, he's just saying all this horrible stuff. And he's saying everybody does it. And this is how everyone thinks. And I'm just like, I told him, I was like, you're telling me that I'm speaking in extremes when you're the person speaking in absolute terms. He said things like everybody and everyone and all people. And me, black, non-binary, trans person, a lesbian if anything, I know about minority groups. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can't really tell me about me saying everybody and, you know, I'm already, what, I'm gay, that's about 10% of the population, and trans people are about 1% of the 10%. Like, you know, I know about minorities. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just kind of frustrating to talk to him, you know. And, uh, yeah, he just ends the thing with, you will never be happy. You will always be miserable and looking for something that doesn't exist. Good night. And it's just like, I guess all this to say, if men have anything, it's the audacity. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just kind of, like, really gross. It was a terrible experience. I would hope that... Um, I can find another job because this is kind of disgusting, you know. Not kind of, this is really disgusting behavior. And I can't even trust in my HR department to protect me because, like I said, I'm a part of so many of these minority groups, so I'm not even sure if they'll protect me. But um, either way, I mean, as uh, I mean, said, it is what it is. And I'll just keep looking for other jobs, you know. But. I'm tired.
physically, yeah, because it's like 5.20 in the morning now. But um, also like, oh, geez, Louise, was I mentally tired? Yeah, probably for a couple of minutes. After that, I watched a shit ton of um, reaction videos. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's just, I guess like all, after coming from a, a couple of abusive, abusive households, um, you know, it's it's jarring every time to see this kind of behavior from someone, because it's kind of like, oof, I got away from like that one percent, <laughs> you know, from parents and then to extended family and then to strangers. It's just like, okay, I'm done with that stuff, and it's just like, how many people are like him and like these people? He reminded me of my father, you know. Um, they're always talking like they know everybody else, but I think the real thing is he just doesn't know himself. And he's saying all of these terrible things about me that aren't true. Um, so, yeah. He asked me how many times did I move, and I said, well, I moved from my parents' abusive household to my roommate, who also had an abusive household. Now I'm by myself, and I'm not abusing myself, so... <laughs> I went to Ohio so I can be around the gays. Hehe. <laughs> but um and a few other reasons, you know, I don't feel safe down here. So he doesn't know all of these things. But with the limited knowledge, he he makes a lot of assumptions and it's quite disturbing. Um but yeah, so I'm gonna go see this uh someone mentioned me in a comment in uh in an Instagram post I forgot commenting on that post I'm looking at it and I forgot about it but uh yeah so I'll go check that and I'm gonna go to sleep <laughs> good night